the Sports Marketing Huddle. I'm your host, Rob Cressy, founder of Bacon Sports. And joining me today is Chris Dennert, CEO at Dugout Mugs. Chris, super excited to have you on the show. Glad to be here, man. Can you give a quick overview on who you are and what you do? Uh, my name is Chris Dennert. I'm a serial entrepreneur, as the you know that's pretty common, commonly said. But I think I've done a pretty good job at it. I've had a few different companies along the way, and uh, a few years back, I ran into Randall Thompson, um, just a great, great kid with a cool idea. And I told him, I said, "Man, let's go all in on this thing." And we launched Dugout Mugs. Um, originally, it was Thompson Mug Company, but we realized we had to kind of pivot a few things, uh, and we jumped into Dugout Mugs. And um, I, you know, I told him, I said, "I'll." I'll I'll come on board on this project, but I need to be a partner. So I ended up coming on as a partner and then I stepped in as acting CEO as well to let him continue to be the, the president, the, the visionary of what we're doing. And I kind of stepped into the, the business side of things a little bit. Um, and it's been a, you know, it's been a dream so far, man. We could do a lot of fun stuff and got a, got a hell of a cool company and, and we're rocking and rolling, man. What exactly are dugout mugs for those who are not familiar? Because on my end, they're amazing. Yeah, yeah. So, um, in honor of Fourth uh, of July, got the American flag mug. We hollow out baseball. Well, let me grab one. So we we take a baseball bat barrel and we hollow them out and we turn them into mugs. Obviously, you know, twelve ounce. I mean, a lot of people like this beer mug or whatever, but. Um, that's where it all started. And then we quickly, and then we quickly moved to, uh, other products like bottle openers and shot glasses and so on made out of the handle. Uh, we have a cool wine glass as well. So yeah. So dugout mugs are basically baseball bat barrel drinking mugs. And but the thing above that is the engraving that you guys do to add this element of personalization or fandom to things. Absolutely. Um, the one I was just showing you, that's, that's some stuff we did for Mariana Rivera, who recently came on board with us, which I'm super excited about. Actually, I've not mentioned it publicly until right now, um, where you've got a really cool thing coming up with Mo on the 21st is one year uh, anniversary from the Hall of Fame induction. We're doing a whole live on our social media and everything's going to be cool, but we, we can really go do faces. We can do photos. If you have a favorite photo from like, you know, a game you visit, went to with your dad, three decades ago. We can put that on the mug. Um, and we're licensed by major league baseball, minor league baseball, hall of fame, the players association, the whole, you know, the, the, the whole lot of them. So we can put all team logos and things like that, but that really makes them pop. If you have not read it yet, I highly recommend Mario Mariano Rivera's book. I believe it's just called closer that we all know Mariano Rivera is amazing. But when you read where he came from and his journey, your mind will be blown because he should not be the greatest closer that has ever stepped foot in baseball because his path to get to baseball was just out of this world, just difficult. He he came from an impoverished town where they barely had baseball equipment. Yeah. Did you see his first glove, the, the cardboard? Yeah. Incredible, man. Just incredible. And honestly, I had an opportunity to meet him in Tampa. We did some work with his foundation, and but that's where that mug came from. And uh, what an what an awesome guy, right? Like what he's done off the field with uh, children's education and just building churches and things like that. He's really a tremendous guy. So when it came full circle, they came back around. Actually, we got referred to them by the uh, David Ortiz 
we work with Big Poppy, so that foundation as well. And they referred Mariano. I was like, yes, I can't wait to work with this guy again because he's super cool, super humble, and you know they're doing big things. And you know his his he's got like a chapter two of his story is going to be just as awesome as the you know hell of a baseball player side of it. So it's gonna be cool. I'm looking forward to that. Red Sox and Yankees living in the same house. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, people always ask me who my favorite team is, and I'm a Tampa area guy, so I get, you know, the Rays, but uh, I say whoever's buying our stuff, you know. Um, <laughs> so, which, which is the truth. You know, I'm, I'm a fan whoever's a fan of us. So, I want to dig a little bit into your entrepreneurial mindset, and specifically with what's going on right now, uh, I'm someone, my dream was to work in sports. You'd mentioned this has been a dream for you as well. And I always like to share mindset and stories to help others along on their journey, whether someone is uh, in college and they're aspiring to work in sports or do something, or someone is the CEO or CMO of a company. I'm someone who has a growth mindset who's always learning. So at no point in my life am I ever going to stop getting better. And I'm also a big believer that we can learn from every single person. So I'm curious to hear from you a little bit, sort of like, how did your entrepreneurial journey start? And is there anything that um, has really resonated with you throughout that? Lots. Uh, Dugout Mugs is actually my seventh venture. Um, and along the way, I mean, I'm, I won't take you all the way back to where it started because that's just, we don't have that much time. But um, I, I started with, with Gold's Gyms. Um, Dave Guernsey, you know, was my first mentor and still a good buddy to this day. Um, I'd opened clubs for him and he really gave me kind of the uh, freedom to do things the way I needed to and wanted to. Uh, you know, I was a young kid. I was 22 years old running a multi-million dollar facility with 50 employees. Uh, and he trusted my judgment, he trusted my vision, right? So, so to me, I always went outside the box. So as an entrepreneur, one of the first things I always try to do is go the extra mile because there's less traffic there kind of mentality and, and just get really outside the box. And at the gyms, I would bring in dump trucks of sand and build beaches inside the thing and then put up tiki huts and then we'd have member appreciation and then they would bring 10 friends each and we'd sign up record people in a day, stuff like that. And then I, I kind of ventured into the real estate market and I, rather than do it the same way everybody else did being a you know broker or an investor, I leveraged social media. Um, so I was flipping houses, sight unseen on Facebook. So, you know, to me, I always feel like if you do what everybody else is doing, it's like you're going to just throw yourself right into, um, you know, trouble. So if you can think a little deeper, I feel like getting really creative and that's stayed with me this whole time. Um, just really being, I mean, even with dugout mugs, I mean, some of the stuff we do are, are hyper creative. The thing I was just telling you about we're doing today, you know, we, we just do really um, outside the box things because people aren't paying attention. Right. And, and, and as an entrepreneur, I think it's really important to have a pattern interrupt. You know, it's the same billboard flashing by on Facebook every day. And it's like, whoa, this one came in upside down. Why? Just to get their attention, right? Um, we're doing a big giveaway right now. We're giving away TVs and beer money and mugs and all this stuff because people have to watch baseball from their houses this year, right? So things like that. Um, so being outside the box, I think is important. Um, and the other one is, uh, I, there's a saying, you know, your network is your net worth. And I believe that um, I, I'm, I'm blessed to be extremely connected and 
uh, I, I take relationships extremely seriously in business and, you know, it, I, I, business and pleasure. I think it's all kind of one big thing. This work life balance, I think is amused, but, um, personally, I think it's about relationships uh, and you got to treat, they're a job in and of themselves, whether it's friends or family or, or business colleagues. And, and, and the one, the one saying I love, it's not who you know, it's who knows you. So being extremely memorable through whatever that takes, I, I think that's really important as an entrepreneur because you're going to, you're just, there's too much noise out there. You know, the Gary Vaynerchuk's of the world, Gary's a awesome dude. I love Gary. I love, um, you know, just different, different entrepreneurs. Uh, I like their style because that, that they do what I believe, you know, All right, so there's so a few things that I've kind of carried with me along the way that have helped us be extremely successful. One phone call, everybody's one phone call away when you need something, it's a way easier to, to kick ass. You talked about a lot of different things. So what I'm going to do is you mentioned Gary. I'm going to share a few entrepreneurs who have become mentors of mine. Why is this important? Because part of success for me is always growing and learning and getting better. And just like this conversation you and I are having, Chris, we can get different perspectives from things. So uh, in the last two years, the two biggest mentors and influences for me have been Andy Frisella, who runs a company called First Form, and yeah. another guy named Ed Milet. Uh, I'm part of yeah. an entrepreneur group called Arte Syndicate that they run. Uh, it's been life-changing knowledge. Um, Both most are re- dugout mugs owners, by the way. Oh, really? Yeah. I awesome. made Arte uh, uh, and f- stuff for First Form. and Yeah, yeah. Well, boom, that should be enough. Well, the MF CEO, man. Of course. So if Chris knows them and I know them, boom, that should be something for you. Yeah, they're worth taking a look at for sure. Uh, Next one, Jesse Itzler. And if you've not uh, heard of Jesse Itzler before, uh, I first heard of him about a year and a half ago. I was at Grant Cardone, another entrepreneur you should follow. I was Both at, Jesse and Grant are mug owners as well. See, this is going great. So uh, Uncle G yeah. throws uh, 10X Growth Con down at Miami. I've never been to it, but I went down the deep dive of all of Grant's books. Absolutely loved them. And he brings on this speaker, Jesse Insler. Never heard of him in my entire life. Within five minutes of seeing him speak, I was like, this guy is my spirit animal. He awesome. um, founded a company and sold it called Marquee Jets, sold that to Warren Buffett. Um, did some stuff where he sold a coconut water company to Coca-Cola. He was a former white rapper. Um, he's also uh, part of the ownership group of the Atlanta Hawks. And this guy, when you're talking about pattern interrupt and different and thinking outside of the box, Jesse Itzler is the man. And oh, by the way, he's also married to Sarah Blakely. I was to say, his wife's not too shabby either. Who is the founder of Spanx. Yeah. So those are, some inter- those are some entrepreneurs right now for me. And when I deep dive, I learn as much as I can. I, I listen to podcasts. When they have groups, I join them. I do everything I can to be around other like-minded people. Because if you think about it, um, you mentioned it. Your network is your net, wor- net worth and you want to be connected. Well, guess what? I also want to be connected to anybody else who's consuming that tor- sort of content. Because so often in this world, everybody else is living by default, not by design. I want to be around the people who say, wait, I want to get better. I'm building a business or I want to do something special with my life and I want to learn how to do it. 
Well, guess what? That's how you start building a network is you find a common interest, whether it's one of these people or one of these groups, and then you just start connecting and you're like, hey, what's up? Let's jump on a quick call and jam. Hey, what are you excited about? Here's what I'm excited about. By the way, great question to ask someone. Don't just ask them, how are you doing? I want you to ask them, tell me something awesome that has happened in the last month or ask them, what are you working on right now that you're excited about? The reason for this is you're, you're adding a positive preposition in there to get a positive answer, not just this, I'm good, what's new, nothing crap. Yeah. Yeah, I like that last one too. Um, you know, what, tell me what you're excited about. And also, I mean, what, what can I help you with? I mean, is a big one. It's simple, but the go first, always go first mentality is super important. Um, you know, hey man, what can I help you with? Or a lot of times I'll just send somebody a mug with a note in it and say, hey, give me a call, I'd love to chat. You know, just go first, give first. Okay, it goes a but long way with networking. Question on that one, because I completely agree, but that can oftentimes be a crutch for people who don't invest in the relationship or the building of it. So for example, uh, I get hit up a lot of times on LinkedIn and Instagram and they say, Rob, what can I help you with? And it's almost like th that's all that's in the message. And I get it. But what that does is for someone like you and I, Chris, that now puts the ball back into our court. And now I have to do something. And now it's like, well, wait a second. I opened this message and now I'm doing something. That's not really helping me. I've now got to create this thing where instead, if you can think outside of the box and create a situation in which you can help me, but you're saying, Hey, Rob, by the way, I created this cool graphic for you because I saw your sports marketing huddle podcast. I thought you might like this. By the way, is there anything else I can do for you? Like, give me something of value or something else of context if, so that you don't just say, what can I help you with? Yeah. What are your thoughts on that? Um, I think, I think a, a sniper rifle approach is better than a shotgun approach. So don't just reach out to everybody with the simple hope that they're going to respond back to you, right? Like you have to bring value. Uh, and if you're, not value, if you're not valuable to the other person, then you have some internal work to do. You know, um, I, I have an interesting skill set from a marketing perspective. I got a, you know, I'm blessed with a good track record. So at this point, the, the dynamic of the conversations have changed a lot, but I never got off the rails about give first, go first, right? So when I'm reaching out to people, I'm like, hey, I, I know I've done my due diligence. I know who they are. I know why I'm reaching out. And it's usually something that could be lucrative or beneficial for both. I mean, in the last month, we got Pete Rose, Marion Rivera, Ozzie Smith, Pudge Rodriguez, the Yankees, like they don't owe me a phone call. But I went into it with, I've done my due diligence. Here's the value. Here's how we're going to play it to you. We're going to work on your foundation. And here's how, what that looks like. Give me a shout. You know, it's just, I mean, it's not just blanket. You can't do that. And you're just an ass clown. And, and that just runs rampant on social media and especially on LinkedIn. These automated replies are just laughable. Um, I mean, I, you know I completely agree. I, I know, yeah. of course I know all about that. So I want to dive into some more things that you talked about. So how, taking relationships seriously, how do you become memorable and how do you build a network? So let's speak specifically, well, really for anybody, but if you're just starting out, you're in college, you didn't know anyone. Get this. When I started working 
uh, in sports. When I started my company at Bacon Sports, did not have a single connection. I had no experience, no knowledge, no revenue, no nothing. So if I can start at zero, so can you and create amazing things. So you now need to say, and you nailed it, you need to bring something of value. And I've preached this 8 million times. If I was starting out over again, and I give this recommendation, I would start a podcast. Why? Because you give someone something of value and a reason to want to talk to you. Because Chris, you probably get a million emails from people all of the time. And boom, it's just a sea of sameness. But guess what? Every now and then you're going to get an email that says, hey, I would love to have you on my podcast too. In the, for lack of better terms, talk about how awesome you are and your company is. Would you be interested in doing that? And the answer yeah. is, of course, yes. Because yeah. guess who likes to talk about themselves? Everybody. Everybody. So yeah. now, instead of you saying, how can I help you? And I want to work with you. You go, boom, I'm going to give first in this relationship. I'm going to create a podcast. And then inevitably at the end of the show, you know what will happen? They'll be like, Chris, by the way, what is it that you do again? And you're like, glad that you asked. Boom. You just reverse engineered how to create a relationship with someone in a way where you weren't needy and you led with value. Yeah. And, and on the front end, like you have to, you have to, you have to figure out what your superpower is. Right. And, and I tell that to people in our, in our organization, you know, the whole, don't ask a fish to climb a tree. You know what your superpower is. I know specifically what I'm really good at and I don't do anything else all day. Some days I don't have shit to do for three days, but that's okay because what I do, I do really well. And when it comes time, I knock it out of the park every single time, right? So you need to look inside yourself, you know, whoever's listening and wondering, well, what am I actually good at? Well, you need to figure that out before you go running a million miles an hour in the wrong direction right? So whether that means reading books or listening to podcasts or just doing some deep diving into yourself, know your metrics. That's something else I tell people all the time is you just got to know your metrics. Um, don't base, oh, I'm going to be, the, that guy looks successful and looks happy. So I'm going to do what he did to get there. It's not about that, right? And I've had some extensive circumstances in my life that changed my perspective on that. But I can tell you now when I'm on the other side of it better than ever, that is really important is know yourself. You know, I'm in a, I'm in a mastermind called board of advisors, um, board of advisors.com. I mean, it's people come from all over the globe quarterly, just hyper, uh, hyper successful people. And you know what? I'll stand in that room dressed in the t-shirt and the hat. This is me. This is what you get. Some are making 40, 50, $60 million a year. Great. That's you, right? But it's really easy to get sucked into that stuff. Let me bring it back. So my point is, is no matter what your surroundings, make sure you know who you are and what you're good at and then really dial that in. And then you take that superpower to only people who give a damn about that superpower. You know, not just shotgunning it everywhere, hoping for the best, because that's going to send you down rabbit holes that you don't need to go down. I absolutely love it. And knowing who you are seven years ago is a completely different person than the person I am right now. And I really think about when I went from working my ad sales job, making six figures a year to quitting and starting bacon sports in my company and making $0 overnight. What I quickly realized is it was all on me now. And it was a sobering reality. And you know what it taught me? It taught me self-awareness. It is the number one gift I wish I could give every single person. 
because I immediately became aware of every single thing in my life because no longer was there anybody there to tell me what to do or to lead me to what to do. There was no like comfortable safety net or anything. It was like, all right, I now need to evaluate everything that's going on in my life. So what did I do? I started to audit the success habits of the most successful people and the people that I aspired to be like. And then certain things just kept on happening over and over again. I heard meditation a million times. I heard waking up early a million times. I heard reading a million times. And I was like, well, shit, how many books am I currently reading? Zero. Think I might want to learn how to read? Boom. And then all of a sudden, once I started to learn to love to read, I started to build who I am because you start to get these traits of these successful leaders. And then all of a sudden, I go from someone who is just partying and having fun to someone who's working on grit and mental toughness. And I'm very intentional about myself and others and being someone who's team good vibes. And guess what? You can do that as well. So what I want you to do is to think about yourself and say, all right, who am I right now? Actually write this down. Write down the good attributes of you. And then I want you to also write down who do you want to be? What do you envision for yourself? Because you need to keep that dream in your mind. The reason why I'm able to get up at five in the morning for seven straight years is because I have this dream in my mind and I am going to get there. And I am, I'm part of that movie right now. And it is not, any entrepreneurial journey is not getting to this top of this mountain. You learn over the years that it is actually the journey that is the dream, not putting your flag in the mountaintop, which is completely backwards and hard to understand when you're starting out. Yeah. Yeah. And it's the most fun. The journey is the most fun. Like I have most of my fun building stuff up and scaling stuff up and, and uh, yeah, for sure. All right, so let's talk about how to stand out. Once again, boom, the podcast is going to help you stand, stand out and get more attention. But people are going to say, Rob, Chris, but I'm not really someone who dot, dot, dot. One, I want you to throw away any self-limiting beliefs you have yeah. and throw that in the trash because if you don't think you can do something, then you're not going to do it. So you now need to start seeing yourself as the person who is. Uh, one thing that I've learned in it has been a big game changer for me over the last two years is the power of affirmations. And I'm someone who's a big believer in I am. When you declare something, uh, I am worthy, I am positive energy, I am flexible and fluid, I now embody that. Why? Because I wrote it down, I'm reading it, and then I'm saying that to myself. So if you're someone who doesn't have something, oh, I can't create a podcast because I'm not a podcast host, I would do the inverse. I would want you to start writing down, I am a podcaster. Start reading that over and over and over again, and then start taking action on it. I'm curious to hear from you sort of what people can do to go the extra mile and get outside the box, because I agree with you, but sometimes it's hard for people to conceptualize from an action standpoint, well, what does going an extra mile actually mean, and how can I do it? Well, um, that's my superpower, right? I'm really creative. So, you know, I do consulting for big companies. They still hire me and, and I come up with these creative things because they can't. And that's, a spe- that's specifically one of the things I would suggest. Do what you do best, outsource the rest, period. So if you're not good at something, find somebody who is. You know, that's one way to take what you're trying to do and get it outside the box with something. Now, 
I'm not or I can't versus I don't want to, that I don't want to is okay. If you don't want to, find somebody who does partner up and run. You know, um, I, I think, I think uh, being unique, we're all unique. And the problem is whether it's, you know, there's a million theories as to why it is what it is, but everybody's trying to be, they're trying to impress people that don't matter, right? They're trying to be something they're not because of a false assumption of what they think the other person, listen to what I mean, they can't freaking understand what I'm saying, right? And then that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to be something they're not to impress somebody who they think wants to see something. I'm me. It doesn't matter if I'm on this podcast, you run to me on the street, or if I'm ringing the bell at the stock exchange, but this is me. And this is all you get. And I think the more you, the more unique people are to themselves, there's some people that aren't going to like you and that's okay, but you're going to continue to be you every single time. And the people that do like that type of person and personality, they're going to gravitate towards that. So I don't have like a magic bullet, but I know that the more me I've become over the last 15 years of being an entrepreneur or 13 years of being an entrepreneur, the more that happens. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's 100%. I, I love it. And it takes a maturation for that. So what we're talking about here did not happen overnight for either of us. And certainly on me, it's been a journey to get to, to get to this point, but I walk around with an earned confidence about who I am and what I'm doing and what I want, where I'm both acutely aware of everything going on in the world. And I also could give zero craps about anybody else. Like I get both sides of it because at the end of the day, you need to do it for you and know your why. And when you walk around with that confidence, I'm not trying to impress anyone, like you said, because I am me. And then what I want you to do is find opportunities to where you can shine. I know on my end, I'm a big proponent of video. Why? Because it's a great opportunity to get people to understand who you are and you can let that brand heartbeat shine. And so often people say, oh, well, talk to me about the download numbers and all of that stuff. And I'm like, I don't care about any of that. For me, it's almost like an artist where I don't paint just to sell something. Sometimes I just want to create a video, connect with people like you, Chris, get it out there into the world. Hopefully it helps a few people. Guess what? We're going to build a relationship together. Other people are going to find out about dugout mugs and bacon sports and be like, wow, I dig what these guys are doing. Let's rinse and repeat that. And you, all of a sudden you become a lot more comfortable in who you are. Yeah. And you enjoyed it. It was more fulfilling the whole time because you weren't full of shit. Is it true? And this one here, you speak of books. I don't know if you, can you see like all the, all the books I got stacked over there? Yes. So there's one I like and I'll, that talks about this and it's uh, the one thing. Oh, by, by Gary, Gary, Keller. By Gary Keller. Yeah. That's a good one. Um, it, it, you know, dials into hold that, you know, what's your superpower kind of thing. Um, I, I think it's a good idea. Uh, there, there's a few others, blue ocean strategy. That's more the marketing. Style. So here, I'm, so I'm an avid reader. So uh, give a list of book recommendations because ding, ding, ding. Okay. Um, if, Chris is reading books and I'm reading books and we talk about some of these books, they can probably help you on your journey. So whether it's those that you're seeing there, or just some that you're like, listen, if you haven't read these, read them. Well, um, the ones that, and again, I, I'm, 
I have a hard time taking time, mainly because dugout has just been crushing, right? So we're really blessed. And the time is not usually there. And when I get it, I take my family and I get the heck out of here. But um, the ones that really made a difference, uh, four-hour work week for me, I really like that one um, because I know my metrics are freedom, travel, you know, outsourcing, passive income, these kinds of things. Like, so I really enjoyed four-hour work week. Um, Secrets of the Millionaire Mind by T. Harv Eckerd. That was one I listened to on audio. That was uh, that and um, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Uh, those are ones I listened right when I first started being an entrepreneur. So they were, those were cool. It's just more of a mental shift, right? Just get that, that click in there. Um, the one thing I liked a lot, uh, James Altucher has some pretty cool stuff. Oh, his 100%. Yeah. Traction, Blue Ocean Strategy. Um, those are ones that I recall that I read. There's a couple others. But again, like a lot of time, you know, the uh, uh, TED Talks. I actually do a lot of TED Talks. So I'm just jamming on like a treadmill or something, which I obviously don't do enough, but I need to get back into that. But, but yeah, like uh, just some TED Talks and, and just some audio stuff is pretty cool. Uh, yep. Some books that I recommend that have been foundational for me. Obstacle is the Way by Ryan Holiday. It's based around Stoic philosophy, but really it helps you understand how to deal with adversity because one of the things it says is don't worry about the monsters that may or may not be ahead. Just focus on the moment. Uh, Grant Cardone's 10X rule was a game changer for me. Uh, Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins, one of the best books you'll read. Um, and I've got a ton of other book recommendations that I can give depending on what it is, but those are just a few of them. So Chris, do you have any final words that you want to share with us or something that you want to impart to our listeners? Have fun. You know what I mean? That's all it's about. Just have fun because, um, people ask me cause I, I still get deals come to me and I take equity and different things and whatever and whatever. I ask myself three questions, right? Do I like the other people? That's a big deal. Don't get into deals when you don't like the other people just because it's lucrative. Money is money comes and goes most common thing on the whole world. It's going to come and it's going to go. The experiences are usually there in that moment. So you're going to lose experience over something basic like money. But when you really dial in your superpower, you can make money with almost anything. So I ask myself if I like the people I ask myself, um, do I have people in my network that can immediately impact this deal? Um, which in, in the case of dugout and a few of my other projects, the answer was, Oh yeah. So when we took it on, you know, one phone call, we had a license kind of thing. And then the third one is, is it fun? Right. Is it fun? And, and that's a big one for me because it's gotta be a yes on all three of those before I even, um, evaluate the deal. And, and not to say that everybody's in a position out there where they've got deals coming, they're evaluating all these deals, but that's my mentality. Because if it's not fun, I can't play with my friends and make it better. And I don't like the people I'm working with. I have been in deals that did not do all three of those, and often case, none of the three of them. And they sucked. And life is too short to do stuff you hate and have a lot of fun. And, you know, sometimes you make a lot of money. And if not, you had a good time. That's what I think. Amen to that. So much of that resonates with me as someone who runs a company called Bacon Sports who wanted <laughs> to build his life around sports and creativity and fan engagement. 
Chris, you just have so much knowledge. I really enjoyed jamming with you. And I'm a big fan of dugout mugs and everything that you guys have going on there. Where can everybody connect with you? Um, you can find me on LinkedIn, um, Chris Dennert, and then uh, on all the other platforms. Well, and also dugout mugs, just at dugout mugs, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, we're coming up on 100,000 followers. So we're, we're rocking over there. And dugoutmugs.com. I mean, I, to be honest, I, I mean, I've done north of about 30 million in sales online in over the past eight years, right? There has never been a product I have ever, and I will say that I tell Randall all the time, we just laugh when we look. I've never seen a product that has this kind of impact on people. Um, so if you know anybody in the baseball space, it's incredible. Buy them a mug. It's like the best gift they're ever going to get. They're going to carry it everywhere. It's going to start conversations everywhere and just get one. They're, they're amazing. They, they definitely don't disappoint. That's for sure. Absolutely love it. And as always, I would love to hear from you about this episode. There was so much goodness here. Is there something that resonated with you or did you take action on something that we said? I would love to hear about it. You can hit me up on all social media platforms at Rob Cressy, specifically LinkedIn, Instagram, and Twitter. I'll share anything good that gets sent in. Maybe that was money. Tell me that wasn't money. One thing I wanted to mention before we go, uh, Chris gave me the heads up that they've got a promotion going on with Mariana Rivera. Will they be going live on July 21st on Facebook and Instagram with him to launch his line? No doubt it'll be awesome. So make sure to check out Dugout Mugs on social for that Mariano Rivera promotion.